0: Welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we saddle up and ride through all those things we want to talk about in education. And it's summertime. Maya, how you doing out there?
1: Doing well.
0: Well, it's summertime, and as as we cruise around on those horses, we you know, it seems like summertime seems like a perfect time to talk about summer school. That great old adage that I don't even know what it is. It's a good thing, a bad thing. It's a, it's a a threat to students for decades and centuries. If you aren't good in school, we're going to give you more school. And so, yeah, let's talk about summer school. So let's just throw that out there, Maya, and say, you know what, what's your thoughts on summer school?
1: Well, your, your comment there about, you know, if you don't, do well in school, we're going to do more school. It's really interesting because I am teaching summer school right now, but because our students were like, we want a summer class. We don't want to waste all of that time when we are have, you know, no classes or downtime or whatever in their other lives. And they wanted to be able to take summer school. So, you know, I'm teaching it because the students asked for it. But that's a little different than the K-12 world. So I don't know. Did you ever take summer school as a kid?
0: That's such a great question. Take summer school as a kid. I don't know any any student that took summer school in the K-12 realm. I, but back to your college uh, students, I did take summer classes because I wanted to get done. And summer... Summer classes at the college level, way back when I was in school, they cut through a lot of the fluff. It was to the point, here's what the class is about, we're going to learn it we're going to move on, and I love that as as a college student especially. But as a K-12 student, never got the privilege of attending summer school. So uh, uh, that consequence of not being good during the school year, definitely kept me out of that. So, you know, I've been part of summer school. I've also taught summer school in in a couple different districts, and it's always intriguing to me how how they go about it. And so the one kind of really exciting thing about summer school I would throw out there is summer school oftentimes isn't confined to the same rules as, quote unquote, normal school. They can do things different. They can be more project-based. They can be more in a sense, more student-centered in what they are trying to uh, accomplish, get kids to, A, like school, and, B, pick up some pieces of some content skills that they didn't get during the year. And, and so it, it's, it, I don't know, I, it's summer school maybe brings up a, a bigger point in the sense of maybe maybe all kids should be going to school during the summer. What do you think about that?
1: We have a lot of places across the nation that do year round school, and the breaks, you know, it's pretty much the same number of days in the classroom, but the breaks are spread out a little differently. So you don't have that big gap in summer and, you know, cramming everything in the rest of the time. But, but I don't know. I, more school, I don't think is necessarily needed or the answer, but I think you could definitely manipulate the schedule or the hours each day and spread it, you know, through the summer. I don't know. I I think it also depends on what age you're talking about because sometimes high school kids are really looking forward to that summer because they get a summer job and, you know, they, they do some other life things because they have that break in the summer. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the jury out in the hallway for responding to that question because I don't know what I think.
0: Well, and I, I mean, I can appreciate that in the sense of around the nation, you know, school in a lot of places is your quote year round. But they have essentially the same amount of time off as they do with a summer break. There's a fall break and a winter break and a spring break and time off during the summer as well. But overall, it all equals up to about the same amount of time that students are are gone if we just have a true summer break. And and on the other side of that, we could talk about summer learning loss. At every school district we've talked about COVID learning loss, but every every school talks about summer learning loss, and it's researched and and the the, the data is out there about how kids learn how they lose some of their reading and math and all these different things over the course of the summer. So in a sense, we put other kids in summer school to catch them up while we're allowing other students to fall back. It seems like a bad country song here. One step forward, two steps back, one step sideways, instead of kind of pushing like, okay, let's, let's, let's get through this and kind of back to one of our big questions, Let's do what's best for kids. Let's really drive that. So one of the things I've noticed, okay, shift and let the horse drives a little different is I want to know from all our teachers out there, what are your, let's just talk with your, your, your kind of your gender. Uh, What does summer school look like? Is there more boys? Is there more girls? I I know my experience has been uh, definitely there's more boys, more boys in summer school and what does that mean? What What does that mean if if 80% or 60%, 65%, 70% of your students in summer school are boys, then is that a problem with the boys? Or is that a problem with how we were teaching the other nine months out of the year? Since you're, you're helping teachers understand where they're going here, Mike, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I think we're we're just beating around the sagebrush here with the the underlying question to all of this is what's the purpose of summer school? Because if that purpose is remediation, because you've brought that up as an example, then I think that is a direct connection to who's who's not being successful during the school year. And I that is gender skewed. And I think that a lot of that has to do with that engagement in the classroom during the school year. And that, I don't know, ability to kind of refocus and catch up and for whatever reason, and I don't know the research behind it, but that is typically more boys, especially in like that middle school, high school space. But if that's not, what we're trying to do with summer school, then I think we might have a different gender, you know, makeup of the class. I don't know.
0: Well, you know, you think about that and then, you know, kind of hitting on that other question we had, I, one of the things I absolutely appreciate, and I hate to say it this way, but summer schools in a lot of places turns into like the lab, like the science experiment. Let's try this with our kids. Let's try this. Let's try. Here's a group of students that have been really hard to reach. So let's try doing this. Let's try doing this. Uh, Whether that's problem-based learning or project-based learning or we're going to use more online types. I mean, we're we're experimenting with those students to remediate and, and help get them caught up. And, and that's a great thing because then we get this opportunity for teachers to say, hey, I tried this and it worked. But we also get chances for kids to see education differently. But the struggle kind of is, and maybe this is more about for all of us to think about as educators. So we do this, we're trying things where, hey, we root this group of, whether it's boys, girls, just students, we got them excited about education. We got them going and let's go right back to that reward. In September, you're going to go right back to what you were doing for the next nine months. And with the hope that you don't get summer school where we do things differently. So how can we take the, the, the beta testing and actually get through those hoops and get into, get into the, the nine months of the school year and say, you know, this is working for this group of boys, this is working for the this group of of girls. How do we how do we do that? I mean, I'm throwing back to the sagebrush. I'm throwing so much stuff at you right now, my. You, you've got to have some answers for us. I just know you've got to have some answers out there.
1: Well, I think that the summer, if you're thinking about it as summer school, is that space to to change your pedagogy and to try something out that you haven't done, then as the teacher, you need to stick with it and figure out how, if it does work, right? So you try something new, you gave problem-based learning as an example. So if that's new for you and you try it out and you have this great experience in summer school, then where can you pluck that out of summer and put it into your nine months of teaching? You know, I, I, being able to practice and play around with these ideas, they need to go somewhere. So I'm all for that experimentation. And I think that's one of the reasons teachers enjoy being learners, right? And going to school and taking professional learning classes or coming back and working on a master's degree or however they get that new learning. Because they can have that experience of trying something new and really kind of You know, messing around with their profession and their practice. But if it just stays in summer over the long haul, I think that makes summer much more enjoyable of an experience for the teacher and the students. And then we're going through that, you know, trudge of the nine months of the school year. So I think it's about how do I try something out and bring it into my regular practice? And I think, you know, one way to do that is. To do it a little bit, right? So try it out in summer, and then find one unit, one topic, one class, whatever that you can bring it into, and just let it spread into the rest of your practice. Not trying to overhaul all nine months at once.
0: Yeah, Maya, I really, really like that idea of that. It it gives us a chance to kind of grab those pieces, taste, you know, trial by fire. But on the other side, I think teachers appreciate. And maybe that's why teachers sign up for summer school is that there's not the summer school maybe has an older school feel about it. Like you can try these things. There's not a state test. There's not this, you know, 10 assessments or, you know, all these things connecting it that you have to get through. You have to major. You have to do this. It gives you a chance to maybe really build on relationships. But then take that content to a super personal level and do it in the sense of how we all, you know, why we got an education, because we want to reach kids. And this is a chance to reach kids that have not necessarily had the most positive experience in education. And so it, it's, it's unique. Then there's this other beast that pops up once in a while with summer school, and it's Maybe it's the beast we all face in school. That there is this idea that parents can well, I'd really like my kid to be in summer school because I, I, you know, it's good for him to just stay in school. It's good for him. But indirectly, there's also a part of that that we're doing what we kind of get assigned to do a lot. We're babysitting, and we're a cheap babysitting service. Because we're free, and so how do we, how do we create opportunities that parents can also take advantage of without using school, if you will, as a punishment? If you don't do well, you get summer school. Well, we don't have time. You, yeah, yeah. You, we can't trust you at home, or you're a teenager. All these things. You, we're gonna just put you in summer school. That. That None of that paints a very positive picture of, of education. So how, how do we, got any ideas? Is that horse riding have any ideas on how to, how to change that?
1: This is like turning his head and going over here because he's like, yeah, I don't want to have that conversation. I don't know. I don't know how to solve that issue of parents using school as that place to bring their children when they don't want to engage, right? And I think that is a, a problem that is more common than we want to admit it is. Um, but I think a solution for the teacher becomes building that buy-in. So whatever reason brought you to my summer school class, now you're here and what are we going to do about it, right? And and building that buy-in to create engagement in your classroom and have those students not, you know, come in and sit in the corner with their arms crossed because they are begrudgingly attending summer school because they have to, but create an environment where they want to be there and they want to come every day because you're going to be doing something that is fun for them and they're having a, a good summer experience even though they're in school.
0: It, it brings up a lot when we talk about I mean this whole conversation about summer school. Uh, th- There's some challenging questions and maybe this will lead to maybe this will lead to our, our next episode as well. you know looking at maybe maybe summer is a time because of the way the school year and this pressure of the school has been built that teachers need, maybe more so than students. And, and that's a whole nother conversation all by itself. So what, and, and what's the purpose of summer school? All these pieces kind of interlock. But once the dominoes start to, or, or maybe the layers of the onion start to be peeled away, maybe we get to the real complexity and real reasons, real ideas behind summer school. Uh, because what, what we do know in education, holding a student back never works. Um, I, wait, I'll rephrase that. It might work once in a great while but it's never really the best option. Uh, working with a student, catching them up, those things, uh, When we start changing their grade level. So if a student's coming to summer school and they're getting remediated, but what if they don't? What if they don't come? What if they don't learn anything? Uh, then we're just, we're kinda still moving them forward. Uh, it, it just, it, it kinda comes back to our whole purpose of what we, what we do, what we do as education, what we do as educators, and I mean it. It just gets us, you know. We I think we actually took our horses today, Maya, and we took them and we just rode them around in a circle as fast as we could and kicked up a bunch of dust and and just we 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 strive so hard to answer answer questions, but I think we actually created a dust storm of more questions that are good for us to ponder over the summer during when we have that break to think about where education needs to go, what we do, all those things. And it just, if we don't question ourselves, then we really don't ever, if we don't reflect and question, we don't ever really get any better. James,
1: I think you're dead on. And, you know, I would really love to hear from our listeners about what they're doing in summer school or why they're teaching summer school and what their purposes are. Because I think that would feed into this conversation.
0: Well, I think you're right. That would be... Amazing to have some of our listeners uh, tweet us or, or send us a message on Facebook, whatnot, and let us know what what are some of your reasons uh, for teaching summer school. Uh, is it is it financial? Is it that you want to try? The, what is it? Share Tell us what your ideas are. Well, we created this dust storm, and maybe it's time to let that dust just settle for a little bit. And with that, our rides came to an end. Head em up, move them on, move them on, head them up, head them up,
1: move
0: them on, cowboy on the run.